everybody, Dr. Josh Axe here. Today I'm going to be talking about how to naturally boost your immune system, and this might surprise you. You actually have different types of immune systems. You really have what I'm going to call your short-term immunity, uh, which is your body fighting off things like viruses, bad bacteria, the cold, the flu, and then your long-term immune system, which really deals with fighting or healing your body from conditions such as cancer, autoimmune disease, inflammatory bowel disease. So on today's episode, I'm going to be covering the top ways naturally you can heal your body and also prevent yourself from getting sick long-term, both with what we'll call more acute illnesses and more chronic illnesses as well. So I'll cover everything from ancient Chinese herbs and medicine, Ayurvedic medicine. I'll talk about the top essential oils and really some really interesting lifestyle tips on how to heal your body. In fact, one thing I'm so excited to talk about is an ancient practice that became more popular about 30 years ago, uh, and it's called Japanese forest bathing. That's right, forest bathing. So it's cool. You're going to love it. Excited to talk about that all on today's episode and a whole lot more. All right, let's dive in. So your immune systems, uh, I think, again, it's important to remember, your body has kind of these two immune systems. Your, your body, uh, in dealing with these acute information, uh, your acute conditions versus chronic conditions. And when it comes to the acute conditions, that is something that uh, I think people are more aware of, maybe the herbs, the spices, some things that help. So maybe when you think of, hey, I'm sick with a cold or flu. Now, now let me also say this. When people get sick with a cold or flu, still the most frequent thing they do, if we're talking about today, whether you live in uh, North America, uh, Europe, or Australia, most commonly people will go to their physicians and get prescribed an antibiotic drug. And before I dive into all of these natural remedies and the way that I really believe God created us to strengthen our immune system over time through nature, which is really powerful, let me just go ahead and talk about what we currently do if you're looking at all of society. Today, there was something many, many years ago developed by a scientist. His name was Louis Pasteur. Okay, he was French. And he believed that the cause of disease was bad bacteria, were bugs, essentially bugs and germs. He believed that was the cause of when you got sick. And the reason that he believed that is he would look under a microscope and see when somebody was sick or had the cold, had the flu, had another illness, they would look at what was going on in the body and they found, okay, there is buildup of a bad bacteria. There's a virus going on. There's a, there's a parasite. There's a fungus. There's something going on. So that's really a big part of what our medical model is founded on. And listen, this is key. This is a big principle you've got to get because it, it's a game changer if you understand what I'm about to teach you on this. But all of our medical system is based off of this old theory that's wrong. The cause of you being sick is not bad bacteria. It's not viruses. It's not those things. That's the symptom. That's what's built up. It's not the root cause. Why do you have a virus? Why does somebody go into their office and they're around sick a lot? People, somebody who coughs and sneezes right on them and they don't get sick. And another person does. Why is that? Because if your immune system is strong enough, you'll be exposed to it and your body is equipped with the right things to Fight, the, fight, fight it off, okay? Do you guys get what I'm saying? So again, hey, you get a virus literally spread on you. You're, you're, you're exposed to it. That goes into your body. 
Well, your body, if your immune system is strong enough, these cells in your body, different types of, uh, of whether it's white blood cells or other cells, they'll, they'll say, hey, I got this. Gobble them up, destroy them, and bam. And you don't get a symptom. Maybe you get a little tired, and that's it. Another person is exposed to the same virus, and they're sick for a couple weeks, uh, maybe have to miss work, feel miserable and lousy. And that's because your body says, okay, we have to go all, all in on this thing and do everything we can to fight off this bugger virus. And your body's already worn down. And so your body just, it, it shuts down other things. Your eyes water, your nose runs, you feel bad. But here's the thing, again, I want you to get, here's the principle. It's not the virus itself that just made you sick, okay? It's your immune system is weak. That's the root cause. Okay, you, you, got, you guys following me on this? I'm not saying that nobody should ever uh, take something to get, kill off bad bacteria. Now, I'm a bigger fan of something like oil of oregano, uh, you know, or, or something, or echinacea, or something that has antimicrobial properties that works more naturally with our body, where our body recognizes it as being a food or an herb versus the traditional antibiotics today. But again, why do we... What, why are antibiotics the most prescribed drug for a cold or flu today when most, uh, most flus are viruses 90% of the time? But it's because it's this old theory. And the problem is, and I don't know if you've seen this research. This is mind-blowing. Listen to this. A medical study came out that said GPs, general practitioners in our medical profession, it takes them 18 years to get caught up with the current science. So listen, if you're seeing a conventional medical doctor, you're going in with a cold or flu, most of them are 18 years behind the research. Crazy, crazy to think about it. But let me tell you this, even if they were eight years behind the research or 80 days, whatever it is, there are ancient principles that last forever that are unchanging that I'm going to teach you today that really or what you need to know if you ultimately want to stay healthy yourself and keep your family healthy. So now I'm not saying you want to be exposed to a bunch of viruses and bacteria and all that too. Uh, but again, if your immune system is strong enough, it's going to deal with it. And that goes for acute conditions. The same goes for chronic conditions. Our bodies produce cancer cells every single day. Did you hear that? All of everyone has a few cancer cells in their body but your immune system is always strong enough to say, hey, we got this taken care of and it fights it off every single day. It's when your immune system gets weakened or imbalanced when you're going to get sick with an acute condition or where your body won't be able to handle those cancer cells. Your body won't be able to handle the autoimmune condition that starts to develop inside your system. So we're going to get into all that today, which I'm really excited about. All right. Let's dive in. First, let's talk about a short-term immune response. If you want to heal your body and support your body both, and I want to talk about fighting it, and then I'm going to talk about prevention. But if you're sick with a cold or flu, the first thing, remember I said this earlier, you want to strengthen your immune system, but you also want to change your environment internally. If you get sick, typically a few things are going on. One, your body is too damp internally. That's very frequent, okay? That's kind of like candida, right? So imagine your body can be too dry or too damp. Same thing like a, like a basement for mold to grow. It needs to be damp, okay? Not dry, damp. Same thing for mold, fungus, bacteria for a virus to thrive in your body. It needs to be a damp environment. So you got to get rid of the dampness, okay? You're going to do that with bitter herbs. Listen, if you taste, I, I guarantee you, if you taste pretty much any immune-boosting herb or herb that's antimicrobial, meaning it kills bad bacteria, it's really bitter. bitter 
beets, bacteria. And so what are some things that are bitter? You ever taste, taste echinacea straight? It tastes terrible. It is super bitter. But you know what? Echinacea kills bad bacteria. So again, things that are bitter. What are some other things that are bitter we could talk about? Uh, Andrographis, which was the chief herb used in Chinese medicine for uh, several things. One, fighting inflammation, but also for fighting a virus or a cold or flu. Andrographis, really powerful. It, actually, its name in Chinese medicine means king of the bitters. It's actually what it means. King of the bitters, Andrographis. There's another one. Thyme. You ever taste thyme stray? That's T-H-Y-M-E. Thyme is also excellent used as an essential oil. Uh, it's known as an expectorant, so it helps your body get rid of phlegm and mucus. By the way, I mentioned dampness earlier. It can look like a white coating on your tongue like candida. You know what else dampness looks like? Snot, mucus, phlegm. You ever get phlegm in your throat? You got snot in your nose. It's either clear or, or it can be yellow or green. But that being said, that is mucus is really, uh, really thick in dampness. So you got to get rid of that. So Here's what like echinacea and andrographis are really bitter. And the reason why echinacea works so well is it boosts something called chi in your body, kind of supports your energy of your lungs. So it really strengthens your lungs for clearing and getting rid of uh, excess bacteria and mucus production. So really powerful for that. And then you've got something like thyme, which is an expectorant. It causes your body to start releasing and actually breaking down mucus. It breaks it down uh, and makes it more watery so your body can get rid of it even faster. Now, let me say this too. You ever wonder why your snot, and I know, hey, you may not want to hear me talk about snot, but I am. Why is your snot green sometimes? Why is it yellow or why is it clear? Well, when your snot is green, that means you've got dampness with heat doesn't happen real often, okay, as often, uh, but there's heat in your body. So you just want to do a bu bunch of things that are dampening and move, or drying and help move things through your body. So that's going to be echinacea and thyme uh, are really going to help. Now, if your mucus, if it's more yellow, sometimes your body can be cold as well. So you got to warm your body up. So by the way, why do we call it a cold in Chinese medicine? Or why do we call it a cold today in America? Your body's cold internally. How do you heal your body from being cold internally? You warm it up. So all of the ancient prescriptions for healing a cold are warming herbs and spices. Cayenne, super warming. Oil of oregano. Oregano is one of the warming, warmest, uh, spiciest herbs out there. Garlic, that's warming. It's got that bite to it. Ginger is warming. Cinnamon is warming. These are the herbs and spices that are recommended if you have the cold. So again, if you want to overcome a cold or a flu, a big part of it is changing your internal environment. You got to get rid of the dampness, get rid of the coldness. That really is key. And the other key is, as I'm talking about today, is boosting your immune system. It's activating and strengthening organ systems. That should be the key today. Oftentimes people are saying, okay, I'm going to go and just kill the bacteria. And listen, there's nothing wrong with doing that. If you're doing something natural, if you have a cold or flu and you know you've, got a, you've been exposed to a virus or bacteria, again, oil of oregano can be fantastic. Raw garlic can be great. But in China, they said, we've got to strengthen your organs. And that's something that doesn't happen today. Did you know, listen to this stat. If you've taken one round of an antibiotic drug, you increase your risk of cancer. Now, I'll say this. 
this was years ago, I did this research and it was mind blowing to see when you take a medication, the side effects of what happens in your body, especially an antibiotic drug. Antibiotic drugs are so hard on your gut, which what do they say? 70% of your immune system lives in your gut. Antibiotics, what do they do? Well, they kill the bad, but they also kill the good bacteria. That's a big part of your immune system, that gut bacteria that lined your stomach when they say your immune system lives in your gut, the bacteria is a, the majority of your immune system. Really your gut, just the lining itself, it, yeah, it's a little bit of your immune system, but it's the bacteria, it's the probiotics, right? The acidophilus, the bacillus, the subtilis, these different bacteria that can live, uh, whether they're transient or live there in your system, it's key to keep those up and healthy in their number and keep the bad stuff and by the way, we call it bad. It's really just a balance. Like you having a little E. coli in your body is fine. Having some parasites is fine. You need to keep these things balanced in your body, not let them overtake everything else, which is typically what happens to, to a lot of people today. So, all right, let's continue to talk about fighting the cold or flu, some things you need to do. Remember this, you want to warm your body up. Typically, you got to dry up dampness. That's number two. So warm yourself, dry yourself up internally and strengthen yourself internally. The most strengthening herbs and spices for your immune system tend to be uh, elderberries, fantastic. Elderberry is one of the most vitamin C rich superfoods. It has these really unique antioxidants that really strengthen your immune system. So elderberry is amazing. Uh, again, and the other thing I put up there with elderberry is probably echinacea. Those are two of my favorites. If you have a cold, if you have a flu, you wanna strengthen your system, elderberry and echinacea are fantastic. Now I'm gonna get into this too. I'm gonna mention one though, if you're sick with a cold or flu, I also like astragalus and licorice root and ginger, okay? Astragalus, licorice root, and ginger. These are other herbs that strengthen your internal organ systems, including your uh, pancreas, your lungs, and your colon. When, we, when I say your immune system, that tends to refer to the system of your 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 digestive tract, mostly your colon, which is where all your probiotics live, and your lungs. So it's this colon and lungs. And then part of it is your cellular health, that all these things together make up your immune system. Now, I do want to say this. It's interesting. I'll just share a personal story. I travel quite frequently now. And when I first started traveling, and I used to tell people, and it's really true, like, I don't really get sick very often. I mean, if I get sick, it's once a year. And here's what I can tell you. The only time that I've been sick, and I'm talking about a cold or flu or something like that, in the past mm, 20 years, for the most part, has been when I travel and don't get enough sleep. That's it. You know, I, I think that for, for a lot of people, we think, again, for me, we think, okay, a cold or flu is because I'm exposed to a bacteria or a virus. That's how I got sick. That's part of how you got sick. It's a small part. But I'm exposed to people that are sick all the time. I ran a full-time practice for five years and took care of families, had kids, you know, and I love the kids, like kids sneezing on me and everything else. And I never got sick from those kids sneezing on me. Not, not one time, especially in the past 20 years, have I, have I been sick from that. The only time that I've been sick for 20 years is when I was flying all over the country and I didn't sleep well. So this goes into something we're going to talk about a little bit. For me, when do I get sick? When I don't sleep. My system gets run down. What, are they, what does that mean? You, get, you got run down your system. You got low energy. And essentially, it's your adrenal glands. 
in, in Chinese medicine, they call this thing qi. It's spelled Q-I or C-H-I, but typically Q-I. Qi is essentially your batteries on your phone. So again, I'm, right now, I'm talking about the secret to stay well. It's your colon and lungs. We talked about this, your colon, taking care of it, your lungs, which I'll talk about more. But it's also your adrenal glands. It's your digestive system, your respiratory system. Listen to this medical study. A recent study came out. This was about 10 years ago, and it said, if you get less than seven hours of sleep a night, your risk of getting a cold or flu goes up by like three times. I mean, it is dramatic if you are not getting enough sleep. So I talked about, listen, if you are sick with a cold or flu, here's what you need to do. If you're listening to this right now you, and you, you got yourself or kids, echinacea and elderberry, fantastic immune boosters. Andrographis, a great short-term immunity. If you want to take a natural antibiotic, I love oil of oregano. If you want to take an essential oil that dries up that dampness, myrrh essential oil is the most bitter of the essential oils. Really powerful. One single drop, rub it on the roof of your mouth. Um, and then the vitamins. Let's talk about those. And by the way, colloidal silver is another good one you can take with oil of oregano. Not near as strong, much more gentle. But uh, And again, you don't want to do a lot of it, just a small amount, you know, like a teaspoon three, four times a day. And it depends on the parts per million, but uh, you know, you can, uh, it'll say it on the label how much you should do. And then vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D. Those are three vitamins, minerals you want to think about. Vitamin C is the water-soluble immune system vitamin. Vitamin D is the fat-soluble immunity vitamin. And vitamin and zinc is the immunity mineral. So if you're wondering, hey, I've got a cold or flu, what vitamins, minerals should I take? It's vitamin C, it's zinc, and it's vitamin D. And I would typically recommend vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams three times a day. Zinc, 30 milligrams three times a day. Vitamin D, 5,000 IUs two to three times daily if you're sick with a cold or flu. Let's talk about long-term immunity though. Okay, so your body has different immune systems. You've got more of this white blood cell system. You've also have this more of this inflammatory system. Part of the long-term immune system is calming inflammation. Uh, is one of the key things, or balancing the way your body responds. If you want to strengthen it to where you're preventing getting a cold or flu in the future, here's some herbs and spices you want to take that have been proven through Middle Eastern medicine and Chinese medicine to strengthen your system. One, astragalus. Astragalus helps strengthen your pancreas, uh, essentially your digestive system, and your adrenals together. Now, remember this when I said earlier, the systems you need to strengthen for your, what is known as your immune system is essentially your digestive system, your respiratory system, and your adrenals, okay? Uh, that's what you need to do to strengthen and when we're talking Western health. So astragalus is really amazing, and we need to strengthen your immunity, okay? So a weakened immune system, you have a greater chance of getting autoimmune disease. So how do you fight an autoimmune disease or prevent them long-term? Well, you strengthen your long-term immune system. Number one herb is astragalus. It was one of the top five herbs prescribed in Chinese medicine for long-term health. And this is in the family of adaptogens. Astragalus is, it's like an adaptogen for your digestive system. So that's number one. Number two, reishi mushroom. Reishi is actually known as the mushroom of immortality. Uh, all right, so astragalus number one reishi mushroom and activates something called t killer cells in your body following that it's going to be all these medicinal mushrooms so some of the top ones now reishi is my number one but along with that uh lion's mane is probably one of my next favorites now that probably is most beneficial for your 
brain and your nervous system, but it's also can be good for your gut. So it's kind of your gut brain connection. Uh, as my friend, Dr. David Perlmutter talks about in his good book, Grain Brain. But again, it's, uh, it's really powerful. Okay. So, uh, lion's mane, uh, mayatake. In fact, I made a soup this week. I was, I was, uh, feeling like I just wanted to just, Hey, and I, I do this a lot in the, you know, in the winter times and moving in the spring, but I, I try and really consume a lot of stuff for my immune system. So I made a soup and listen, here's what it was. By the way, if you want to know, hey, a, a recipe to consume on a regular basis to strengthen and build your immune system, here's what I did. I took chicken bone broth, okay, which by itself is one of those amazing superfoods for long-term immunity. I took that and then I added in a little bit of, I did a little bit of chicken. So I just bought chicken, put that in. I, I then added in mayatake mushrooms. I then added in shiitake is great as well. Okay, mayatake and shiitake. So I put those in the soup. And then I added in a load of vegetables. I threw in carrots. I threw in celery. I threw in onions. And I threw in bok choy. And then I threw in some parsley. And, uh, and, that was a, that, and then I actually threw in a little rice too. I did a little bit of rice, sprouted grain rice, and that's what I consumed. And I'll tell you what, I just feel great. My digestive system my digestive system's so great. So whether you've got an autoimmune disease, you're looking to fight cancer, you're looking to strengthen your entire immune system, this is one of the best recipes you could use. So again, very simple. I did several cups, probably like four cups of, uh, of bone broth, chicken broth. I did... Uh, a packet of uh, of chicken. I actually did chicken thighs, and then I did uh, like one, uh, like a uh, three fourths a cup of rice, and then I, and I cooked this all in a crock pot, actually a pressure cooker. And then I did uh, probably about the equivalent of three cups of mushrooms, mayatake and shiitake, and then I just did you know whatever was left, just filled the thing with carrots and celery and onions and garlic and parsley, and it, it's a delicious and, and bok choy and made a delicious soup that way. But again, as I'm talking about this, uh, talking about some of the foods here, you know, bone broth is so healing to your immune system because it's great for your gut. Your gut lining itself is made up of collagen. And bone broth contains primary collagen along with collagen boosters known as glucosamine, chondroitin, and hyaluronic acid. These are known as um, collagen boosters. So bone broth, anytime you're looking for long-term immunity, it's the number one superfood. After that, it's going to be lots of vegetables. You're getting your vitamins this way. You're getting your minerals. In fact, bok choy loaded with vitamin C. Bok choy is so nutrient dense. It's amazing. Parsley loaded with vitamin K, vitamin A, magnesium, calcium, all of these amazing vitamins and minerals. Uh, same thing with all the other vegetables I mentioned there. Garlic and onion contain something called allicin. Uh, which uh, has antibacterial properties, which will kill off bad bacteria in your body and your gut. And it's also immune boosting. It's great for your colon. They have something called prebiotic fiber, garlic and onions do. So by the way, that recipe, every ingredient that I just shared with you is strategic, very strategic for strengthening your immune system. It's one of those powerful, and that's been handed down like a recipe similar to what I shared with you is like 3000 years old. It's been handed down for centuries for people in their, for strengthening their immune system. It's amazing. So again, uh, I hope you guys enjoy that, that recipe there for both short-term and long-term immunity. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. If you're someone who's looking to transform the health of your skin, your gut, and actually hit your weight loss goals, I'm so excited to share my new book with you. It's called The Collagen Diet. 
This book will teach you how collagen helps you maintain and transform every area of your body, especially your hormones, your skin, and your metabolism and gut health. Also, I have a 28-day plan to transform your health. It comes with over 70 delicious recipes, a supplement guide, and goes into ancient remedies to heal. And hey, if you've already purchased the collagen diet, thanks for being on mission with me. And hey, please, and I'd appreciate it if you go on amazon.com and leave your review. Thanks again. All right, a few other things I'd recommend. Shisandra. Shisandra is like the number one natural anti-aging supplement used in China. Shisandra and goji, known as lyceum. But Shisandra berry and goji berry. Shisandra is known as one of the only foods in the world that has five flavors. It's actually sweet, it's salty, it's bitter, it's sour, and it's umami. That's all five flavors. Uh, but it's known as an adrenal booster, great for uh, your immunity because of its super high vitamin C levels. Goji berry, similar thing, really high and really unique uh, flavonoids, which are antioxidants and vitamin C. So if you're going to do something like as a snack uh, to strengthen your immune system or as a smoothie, like I do a superfood smoothie in the morning where I add in powdered goji berry. That's what I add in. I do my protein powder. I do coconut milk. And then I add in goji berry powder and maybe some greens and spinach and some other things. But that's what I typically do for my morning immune boosting smoothie. And another one for long-term immunity licorice root. Sometimes when people hear of licorice, they think of candy. Licorice is not candy. When it's in its herbal form or in its natural root form, licorice root, it is so powerful. In fact, it's one of the, my top herbs for leaky gut. It's one of the top herbs for uh, adrenal fatigue, for strength, and also for strengthening your immune system. If you look at a lot of gut blends for digestion or immune blends of herbal tea, you're, you're going to find licorice root in almost all of those blends because it's that powerful. Another one I'm going to throw out there, by the way, is one that's both long and short term. It's ginger. Ginger is so warming and immune boosting. It might be the most gentle and powerful uh, herb on the planet when it comes to just strengthening your gut and immune system. It's fantastic. It contains gingerols, which are highly anti-inflammatory, and zingerberine, which help you break down and digest food and proteins, which actually strengthens your immune system. So... Um, those are some of the top ones. And I, and I highly recommend just doing herbal teas too. If you're sick, one of the best things you could do is just drink herbal tea all day long. Echinacea tea, uh, ginger tea, and licorice root tea. And maybe cinnamon, things like that, astragalus. But just getting an herbal tea, maybe look for an immune blend, but just drink those herbal teas all day long. And a lot of times people just do one cup and they think, okay, is this going to get me well? No, again, herbal teas are meant to be drank just all day, like three, four, five times a day when you're sick, especially when you're sick. Or if you're looking to strengthen your immune system, two glasses, okay? But drink them daily. Like one of the first thing I do every morning when I get up, first thing I do, of course, is uh, say, tell God everything I'm grateful for and spend some time reading and in prayer. But right after that, the next thing I do is I drink a warm cup of tea, move my body, like go for a short walk. And, uh, and then typically I'll do a workout after that or have a little breakfast and then go work out. But that's what I tend to do. But again, all that being said, like I do herbal tea almost every single day. Now, sometimes I do matcha if I'm looking for an energy boost, but a lot of times I do these herbs I've shared with you, everything from astragalus to milk thistle, turmeric, ginger are the ones that I do. All right. Here's the other thing I mentioned earlier. Remember when we're talking about your immune system, I said this, I tend to get sick with a cold or flu if I travel, if I don't sleep. 
a lot of stress and I don't sleep. I, I, I don't get very stressed that in that way. So it's typically not that for me. It's the sleep thing. I bring that up to say this, you got to strengthen your adrenals long-term. And probably the family of herbs and spices that were most consumed in Chinese medicine for longevity and long-term immunity were called adaptogens. Adaptogens better help your body adapt and deal with stressors and they strengthen your adrenals. They strengthen that battery, like the battery on your phone. If you're at 90%, you're going to be good. Your immune system's strong. If your adrenals are at 60, man, you are, you know... You got to be careful. There's a good chance of you getting sick. So that being said, adaptogens, let me throw out some of my favorites. I've already talked about several of my favorites. Astragalus, Rishi, Shisandra, all adaptogens. Echinacea is known as an adaptogen. Uh, and then, but generally speaking, ashwagandha. If you have adrenal and thyroid issues, ashwagandha is so powerful. And another one in Chinese medicine known as Ramania. That's R-E-H-M-A-N-N-I-A. Ramania is another good one. But again, ashwagandha in general, you want to just a general adaptogen. Ashwagandha is one of my favorites you can consume. I talked about all the medicinal mushrooms, specifically. Uh, actually, I missed one. I talked about reishi. Talked about lion's mane. Talked about shiitake. Talked about maitake. Turkey tail. Turkey tail is the one you're going to find in North America, in the U.S. and Canada, and certain other areas of the world that's also been shown in studies to boost your immune system. And again, you can find these studies online very easily. Uh, if you use DuckDuckGo, and, and as, rather than Google, you'll find it faster. Uh, a great place to find it. All right. I'm going to talk about the essential oils. And I want to talk about foods and lifestyle that are really going to help you in healing and preventing any type of immune system issues in the future. Okay. Now, before I do that, then one of the things I haven't mentioned is thing, something a lot of people do. Actually, I'll do this as we get into food. But, you know, when I, got, when I used to get sick with a cold or flu, and I think this can be good, I would do what I call immune shots. Now, not like a needle shot, um, like an actual shot shot, okay? And it's apple cider vinegar, it's fresh squeezed lemon juice, and ginger. And that's what I would do. Ginger, apple cider, and lemon. And wow. It's powerful. So then, now, then I would actually do a raw clove of garlic, okay? <laughs> and then drink down some chicken broth. Like that's an immune shot. Apple cider vinegar is good because it really helps with stimulating your digestive system. It's a little bit warming. Ginger is a warming and immune boosting. Vitamin, you know, the lemon juice is obviously high in vitamin C. These things really stimulate your body. And then sometimes a little bit of cayenne pepper, just a pinch in there. It just warms your body up. I mean, you will start sweating. The garlic is all the, you know, the antimicrobial properties. You could also add oil of an oregano to that. The thing you want to be careful of is you don't want to be too harsh on your gut. A lot of those things, it's so much going on for your digestive system or your stomach. So I think doing that is fine, but do it with a meal, do it with food so your stomach has something on it. But doing this shot, again, ginger, lemon, apple cider vinegar, oil of oregano. Those are the four I would probably do. And again, there's others. There's so many different options, but that's, that's what I would say is what I would consider as we're talking about your immune system. A few other foods that are important, local honey for long-term immunity. Why does this work? You ever hear that? Especially for allergies. We hear that with allergies. And by the way, allergies, that's, that's immunity as well. It's not like a cold or flu immunity. It's more of a long-term immunity. It's your body hasn't adapted and created a, uh, a resiliency to um, pollen or different things that come about seasonally. 
So a lot of times when people get sick with, with uh, allergies, they tend to say, okay, I'm going to go and eat honey now. No, here's why honey works long-term for your immune system. Honey contains over 200 microbes in your region. So if you go to your, a local beekeeper or your farmer's market, you buy the honey and it's been you know, not pasteurized, you still got all the good bacteria, you go home and consume it, your body's getting a micro dose of pollen. So what happens if you have a little bit of honey, let's say a teaspoon a day for a year, your body gets to a year from now when those seasonal allergens come in, the ragweed, the, you know, the pollen from the trees, the different stuff, and your body says, whoa, I've learned to deal with this. I've had a micro dose over time. I don't know if you guys, any, we have any Princess Bride fans here, okay? One of my favorite movies. It's so funny. Like, I love that movie. Chelsea, she doesn't love it, which is, you know, which is tragic because I would watch The Princess Bride probably weekly. But, uh, you know, you've got the, uh, the Sicilian and, 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 uh, and then, um, you know, the main character. And the main character uh, is like, you know, switches the wine glasses. They do the wine glass thing. And it turns out both of them are poisoned with cyanide. But the one guy, the main character, actually has been giving himself uh, regular inoculations, is what you can call it, regular doses over time, to where now he's built up a tolerance. So the other guy dies and he doesn't. Think about it that way. You get these micro doses, which are beneficial over time. So now when your body deal, has a pollen or ragweed or whatever it is, uh, you know, exposure in a larger dose, your body's like, oh, I've dealt with this before. I'm prepared. It's like a boxer. Okay. This is how your immune system works for real though. Think about this. If you never get, if you have a boxer, he's training, he's ready for a fight. So when someone comes at him, hey, he can withstand it. If you have a body, an immune system that's never been in a fight, How's it going to react? Again, your immune system needs to become educated. It needs to become learned in how to deal with different situations. This is why I think it's good for kids to get sick. Like when I was, you know, like I have friends uh, and I naturally got this. Like I went to school, I got the chicken pox and it was great. You know, I had to put on some baking soda and soak in a tub and whatever for a few days. And then I was great. Went back to school a week late, you know, the next week. And it was great. Like my immune system got stronger. Uh, people today, some people in the natural health community will do chicken pox parties, which I think is fine. I think it's good if your immune system's, you know, moderately strong and healthy. But all that being said, like our immune system has to develop. And if you never put the body in a fight and if you never let it develop, that's going to mean long-term problems later on. That means your risk of getting cancer and autoimmune disease is going to go up significantly later on. It's okay if kids get sick. Here's the thing with kids. You just continue to feed them well and healthy both with food and with your voice, letting them know, hey, I believe in you. Uh, again, right, kids, kids, are, kids are so wired to learn and they're like sponges, they absorb everything, okay? So early on, they're so impressionable. So when you have a child, it is so critical that in both ways you do this. Because by the way, negative words and saying negative things to your kids or not disciplining them, teaching them healthy things in life, everything else, you're weakening them over time. Like just like anything, just like if you want to be a good runner, you got to train, you got to run, you got to do things, right? You go and try and run a marathon. If you've never ran three miles, good luck. All right. Your time is going to be terrible. You're not going to perform well. You're going to break down. Same thing with your body. You got to train your body. But again, when you've trained well and you've eaten well, your system is stronger. So your body's going to go through those things with flying colors, including everything from, you know, chicken pops, even measles, you know, all those types of things. Body's fine, deals with it. Here's the key for your own health and your kid's health. 
you got to strengthen the system using food. That's how you're going to do it. So again, it's bone broth, it's vegetables, it's fruits, right? It's these healing foods, bone broth, fruits, vegetables, herbs, spices, you know, like real food. That's how you're going to strengthen and, and support long-term immunity as we're talking about your immune system here. But again, that's why back to this honey. You're, these micro exposures over time. I wrote a book called Eat Dirt years ago. Here's one of the principles in the book I get into. It's that honey principle. Our ancient ancestors, our ancestors, not ancient, recent ancestors, a lot of them would go, they'd have food in the ground, they'd pull it out of the ground, it would have some dirt on it, okay? They'd wash it off. And, and by the way, if you ever do that, you go to the farmer's market or buy carrots and even after you wash them, there's like little brown specks. They're not like this glistening orange color. Well, those little spots of dirt are known as SBOs, that's soil-based organisms. Those are types of probiotics. Those are soil-based probiotics, which are like the local honey. Your body consumes them. And over time it says, okay, I'm getting used to this. Like it actually, those help you, those actually help you digest your food and long-term strengthen your immune system. It's that microdosing, those things in the honey. It's, oh, here's a little bacteria. Here's a little more. Here's a little more. It's like, hey, I'm doing a rep. I got some soil-based organisms. Here, here's one curl. Here's one bench press. Here's one push-up. And later, eventually, your body's doing 100 push-ups because you've given this, these healthy microdoses of vitamins, of minerals, of soil-based bacteria, probiotics over time, and you strengthen your system more and more and more every single day. That's, that's how you strengthen your immune system. That's how you fight. Diseases long-term is what I'm talking about is through these micro exposures. And again, eating dirt, I'm not saying go and just like eat dirt, but a little bit that's on the ground is normal. And someone might say, well, you know, we live longer now than we did in the past. I mean, to a degree, that's true. And it's especially true for certain times in our history. Here's the reason why we're living longer is uh, we've got better at fighting acute, Ill like life-threatening illness, like infections. Okay. So many people throughout history have died of infection infectious disease. And today we're good at fighting that, but we haven't become good at this sort of long-term immune boosting like they are in Asia. So again, I do want to say this. Yes, we're living longer before in the US, but you know who's living longer than us? Okinawa. And what I'm sharing with you now, this is how people in Okinawa live, which leads me into the lifestyle. So we've talked about honey and bone broth. By the way, local honey, that's important. You want to get those local microbes that are in your region and your state. So it's honey, it's bone broth, it's vegetables, it's some fruits, especially berries that are local or local apples, you know, off the tree in your community. Those are all fantastic. And then uh, I talked about this thing earlier, Japanese forest bathing. What is that? You may wonder what that is. It's similar to grounding or it's similar to going and laying by the ocean, but it's, you go and you just spend time a few hours a day walking through the woods and then just laying down there in the forest and just listening to the noises. It's amazing. There are so many things about like, we don't, we're not in nature today. Like, again, well, I've talked about this before. You go and stand by on the, on the beach, listen to the ocean. You ever do that on vacation? And immediately it's like, literally it's soothing. You can feel it through your entire body. You go walk barefoot. You can almost feel sort of the energy supporting your body. Forest bathing is similar to going and standing by the ocean and grounding. It's you're there. There are noises. Like I have this audio I listen to on my phone. It's called a uh, Holosync or it's like this. Um, uh, they're called theta waves. I have delta waves that I listen to before I go to bed or when I wake up in the morning and different brain waves uh, put your body in different sort of states. Nature gives off these same waves. The sound of rain, 
is very theta in nature. It's very calming and serene, which supports kind of like your body getting to meditation and calmness, lowering cortisol. Um, the same thing with this forest bathing. If you go and listen to sounds in nature, it lowers cortisol. Cortisol is sort of like that fight or flight state. Like we talked about this earlier. Sleep is important. Just as important as keeping stress hormones low. Stress will make you sick. I can tell you, you know why people get sick around the holidays? People think it's cold out. It's not because it's cold out. It's because you're running around, you're traveling more, you're more stressed than normal. That's the bigger issue. I'm not saying cold. It's a little more stress on your body in terms of your body having to adapt to a different temperature. So it's part of it, but the other half is the stress, okay? That's why people can tend to get sick during the holidays frequently is, is that very issue. So again, check this out. Japanese forest bathing, the medical studies on its ability to reduce inflammation, reduce emotional stress, improve mood, fighting anxiety. It's amazing. It's so amazing. So, and you can do this yourself. Go to a park one day a week or every day, but just go there, walk, and then just take some time and just sit and listen to the noise. Even if it's just for five minutes, see what you feel in your body. It's amazing. One of the greatest things you could do long-term for your immunity, this new study. They started this in the eighties doing this long-term. They've done it with tens of thousands of people worth of research on Japanese forest bathing. So we've talked about this lifestyle. How do you boost your immune system, fight cancer, fight on autoimmune disease, fight a cold or flu, all of those, both long and short-term immune system. Lifestyle was you get better sleep. You reduce stress through things like forest bathing and just scheduling time to relax. And having a dog. I talk about this in Eat Dirt. People that are around have a dog, have a stronger immune system. If you have a pet, because they get local pollen, they get that stuff, it's that microexposure. You're getting exposed to things like you do with honey, like you do with eating dirt, right? And when I say eat dirt, just remember, again, it's a little bit that's left embedded in the food. It's those soil-based organisms that are not just dirt, they're attached to the food itself. And then again, having, having a dog, like we have two dogs, Oakley and Flash, and uh, I'll tell you, I mean, they're always getting, they get dirty plenty often. And they're two Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. And we love these dogs. I can tell you my immune system is the strongest it's ever been. I actually noticed a difference. Like I, I never had a dog growing up. It took me a couple years. But after a few years, I actually noticed a difference in my, my own immune system uh, when, we got, when we got dogs. And there's medical studies to prove that. So again, getting around animals on a regular basis, if you have one, uh, letting them run around outside and then hugging them, loving them. It's a great way to support your immune system there as well. I want to talk about essential oils quick. So my favorite essential oils for your immune system, frankincense is my, one of my favorites. Frankincense was used uh, for a long time for reducing stress. It's a very relaxing essential oil. It's good for uh, balancing out and supporting your immune system. Holy basil essential oil is great. It's like the adaptogen essential oil. So that's great for your adrenals and great for lowering cortisol and stress. Citrus essential oils like lemon, orange, uh, bergamot, uh, grapefruit, these really help move your lymphatic system. They don't actually, they're not distilled like most oils or CO2 extracted. They're actually pressed from the peel. But these oils are really good for your lymphatic system and your liver, getting them moving and cleansing, if, especially if you need to get things moving through your system. Uh, diffusing this is typically how I recommend them or topically. And then myrrh. Again, you're okay doing a little bit of these oils to a single drop on your thumb, rub it on the roof of your mouth can also help. But myrrh is very bitter. It's going to help drop that dampness that happens with more of the short-term immune issues like a cold or flu. So holy basil, citrus oils like lemon, frankincense and myrrh 
And then of course, I mentioned this one earlier, but oil of oregano. Those are probably my favorite immune system essential oils. Now, if you have bronchitis and need to move your lungs, eucalyptus is great. And then thyme essential oil is one of my favorites for respiratory issues as well. But again, those are going to be top essential oils there as well. Um, I do want to mention probiotics. Long-term immunity probiotics are really at near the top. I mean, you want to look for especially SBO, a probiotic that has soil-based organisms. Those probiotics, I think it's good for us to take probiotics every single day. Now, if you're eating sauerkraut or getting some good bacteria that day, you might be able to skip that day or something. But that being said, most people should just be on a probiotic long-term every single day. I want to review a few things I talked about here as well. So remember, short-term immunity. If you get sick with a cold or flu, here is my prescription, echinacea and elderberry, okay, one and two, echinacea and elderberry, and then vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D, all right? As an herbal tea, drink an herbal tea, especially of ginger is going to be the best, okay, number one. And then for long-term immunity, if you want to just keep your immune system strong long-term, do some adaptogens like reishi mushroom, astragalus. And things like ashwagandha or medicinal mushrooms. Those are the things that are going to help there as well. Um, by the way, I'd love to hear from you guys. What are you guys' thoughts on this episode on the immune system? Remember the principle too I mentioned. You don't get sick because of bad bacteria or viruses. You get sick because your immune system gets weak. And then when you get exposed to those things, your body isn't strong enough to deal with it. So we're talking about the root cause, why you actually get sick. I'm not saying bacteria and viruses don't play a role. They do. But the root cause of why you get sick today is your system gets weak. How do you strengthen it? You get good sleep, you lower stress, and you use food, as I've talked about, using things like bone broth, local honey, eating lots of fruits and vegetables locally, high in vitamin C of these things. That's how you strengthen your immune system long-term and short-term. So again, I'd love to hear from you on Instagram. Go on my Instagram page right now. It's at D-R-J-O-S-H-A-X-E at Dr. Josh Axe. What is your favorite immune booster? What did you learn? What was the number one thing you learned from this episode? We'd love to hear from you. By the way, if you like this episode, make sure to go on iTunes and give it a five-star rating. I'd love to keep doing it. Love to spread the word here. So I want to say thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to you guys who watched. Hope you guys have a great week. Keep building that immune system. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and ingredients discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guests' qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.